Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with the ravishing, beautiful Shira. How are you? Why, thank you. You know, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Shira, I'm blessed, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when people used to say that, it's like almost like they was arrogant with it. Like, I'm, I'm blessed, you know. No, but I truly am, uh, you know, in a good space. I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, testify. <laughs> testify. Uh, we hope you're doing good as well uh, to everyone listening. And, and you know, I'm going to start doing this. Uh, before we get started, we would like to ask you to do us a huge favor. You can do it now. You can do it after this podcast. But just please do it. Uh, we're not asking for money. We're asking for your reviews wow for, you really took us to church with that yes line. yes we're collecting offering it's offering time <laughs> and we would love for you to pay us in reviews so whatever platform you listen to this uh, podcast on do us a huge favor and give us a five-star review and leave us you know leave us a note you know tell us uh you know what you like about the podcast you know and and what that does is that helps us to get our podcast more visible you know to listeners outside of the community, outside of the black married and debt-free community, right? So we would truly appreciate it if you do that for us. Um, Shire, let's get to this topic today, man, because yes. I just want to get into it. I know you're ready to go, so I'm just going to let you just get loose. But um, we're referencing a Wall Street Journal article that uh, really jumped out to us. It says, college was supposed to close the wealth gap for black Americans, but the opposite happened. mm uh, as a footnote, black college graduates in their 30s have lost ground over three decades. But we were just born three decades ago. Right. So, right. <laughs> so that's I'm that's sorry. Us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's that, maybe that's just me. Yeah. Uh, it's late. Yep. They're, they're saying a, a large part of this shire is due to uh, student debt and sluggish income growth. Hmm. I'm just going to let you have the floor. Shire. What do you think about uh the article so far well i think you know the title is of course polarizing um college was supposed to close the wealth gap for black americans and i think about the time that i spent in college i didn't think that i was there to close any gap okay you know so i i mean i don't think that most black Americans are thinking I'm here to close a racial wealth gap. Right. I think that 
we were kind of told, or at least I was told that just get your degree in yes. anything and yes. there will be a job for you. Yes. We were um, sold a bill of goods in that respect. They didn't tell us what to go into. They just said, go to college. Matter of fact, they said. They did tell us what to go into. Whatever you like. Yes. Is essentially <laughs> what they said. What is your passion? Yes. What is your passion? And, you know, I when I talk to people and if they're young people, of course, you know, I I do ask about their passion, but I also say when you go to college, you want to get the job that's going to help facilitate the lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah. It's not all about passion, but it doesn't mean that you can't make good money doing something that you love to do. Right. I mean, there are outliers in anything, but no basket weaving degrees. Okay. Uh, No, uh, Degrees in Marcus, I'm just I'm, hey, I'm just gonna keep it a thousand with y'all on this one. Okay, you're, you're me and Shire. The reason why this is gonna be a good topic is because Shire is a multiple degreed individual, and I'm what are you, Marcus? Come I'm on. not anti college, but I'm uh, I didn't go to college. I'm more on the I'm more on the trade side of things. Get you, you something, but you get you a trade you or have, get you. Something. I wouldn't say you have a trade though. You, no. but you do have like. You're a musician. Yeah. So maybe that is your trade. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I lean more on that side. You know what I mean? Or if you're going to go to school, go to school for something that you, like you said earlier, that's going to get you, that's that's going to be here forever and it's going to get you paid forever. So let's talk about it, Shire. I, I do. Yeah. I think we definitely need to dive, dive deeper into this. Yes. And I, I hear what this article is saying. Um, Sorry. Now, this just jumped out to me. I I remember I highlighted it as we were going through. Um, So it says black graduate household incomes have grown more slowly than those of college college graduates in general, according to the journal's analysis of census data. Median income for black college educated households in their 30s increased 7% from the 1990s to the late 2010s uh, to about 76,000, right? So check this though. Income for their white counterparts rose 13% to about 114,000. Sorry, this isn't going to be like the thing that probably we won't be able to answer. But why do black college graduates and white college graduates have different outcomes? Well, before I go there, I do want to say that I don't like the black white comparison. I do. I don't. Because <laughs> okay, even if you look at incomes across all ethnic racial and ethnic groups, there are there is a group that makes more money than whites. So why don't we put that group mm. on the pedestal? Why do we just keep okay. everything black and white like I, Why? I like that. That, that is a valid Is that argument. going to be the comparison for eternity? Well, black and whites, like one day is we're going to wake up and it's we're we're going to have the the same situations. I mean, a lot has to happen for that to occur. Um, but we have different outcomes for many different reasons. Yes. From our names. Oof. To just the the bias that mm-hmm is present in the workforce. Yes. Um, there are a lot of reasons, but yeah. 
but I, I, I don't even like doing the black and white comparison because it doesn't serve me in any way. Yeah. And when I, I go to sleep, I'm not thinking about what my uh, my uh, European peers are making. Like I'm I'm out to get I mine. Know. I know, and, and and I agree with you, and we should all be there, right? You were just it's preaching like a second ago, what God has for me is for me. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> you're running a race, and you're so focused on what you're doing. Heel, toe, heel, toe, breathe. That's how you win the race. In your nose, out That's your mouth. That's how you win it, though. But then, as you're running, and you think, man, you know what? I'm at a really good pace. I'm really feeling myself. Let me see what everybody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I, lots I, wife. I should be in the mix. You know, I might not be winning the race, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Well, I you think... You look over... And there's a dude and he got a scooter. And you're like, hold on. How did he? What? I mean, I'm not supposed to acknowledge that. I'm supposed to just put my head down and continue running. Like, yes. But this dude got a scooter, though. Like, but how does that serve you to stop and wonder? Come on now. Why Scotty? You know what? I know some black Scotties. But I mean, Scotty Pippen. Hey, Scotty. <laughs> hey. Um, how does it serve you? Dexter, to do that Alex. it takes so much it takes so much uh energy to it entertain does, does. those thoughts is i mean especially if it's not in your locus of control you're right okay let's, okay let's, move let's on. continue let's move on. Um, i hear you though all right what, what what other parts of the article stood out to you shy as i scroll this is here. what scrolls up this is what um if right there the median wealth of households by race and educational attainment. So we're talking about college and how, you know, college is not closing the wealth, the wealth gap, but neither are um, blacks that have no college because black that have no college are still making less than college graduates. So I look at college as like this conundrum, like you're darned if you do, you're definitely darned if you don't, but not in all cases. Yeah. Shire, and this article t- talks about three people. Uh, it talks about a young man, two young men that seem to take that scenario that you just laid out, darn if you do, darn if you don't, and do the best that they can with it. And when I say that, I mean going to school for the correct things, getting a job in said field, keeping your expenses low, you know, like the basics, like we know that everyone's going to come out or most people, not everyone, but most black people, which we'll get into later, uh, or they're, they're going to come out of college with debt because they're, you know, parents don't really, uh, be, are not able to contribute and pay for their college in full or really even insignificant totals. So you're going to come out with debt, but what are you doing? Are you going to school for the right things? Uh, once you get your bachelor's, if you come out of school and you can get your bachelor's and you can get a job making, you know, 60, 70,000 or solid money, 50,000, do you need to go back and get your master's and go back, go get a, go a hundred thousand dollars in debt to go do Whoa, something else? Marcus, you sound like you're just really passionate about that. I'm really passionate about it, man. Okay. So you're let's... taking five steps forward to, to hopefully take st- or five steps backwards to hopefully take some steps forward, but there's a lot of factors. It depends on your lo- it, it, it depends on your location. Okay, so if I get out of college, I'm making fifty k. Hey, fifty. Um, depending on where you are, that fifty is gonna look. It's gonna it's stretch gonna different. different. That's true. That's so, true. I I think one thing that people should think twice about, or at least the way that I did it 
was I didn't start my master's with bachelor degree debt. Thank you, Shira. So that was paid off. Thank you, honey. Okay, so that was paid off. We did it together. Before I went, you know, for the master's. And, you and at worked, that point. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you worked and milked the mess out of that bachelor's. You think so? And it, Yeah. And even before that, you worked and milked the mess out of your associates. It's like a lot of times I see people just getting addicted to school. You, you, you become a professional student. And, 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 and what you're going to do is you're going to come out of school with like your doctorates and, but you, but you don't know how to be a, you don't know how to work in the business world because you, you just went to school, 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 school. And like how you said, you got your associates, you went to work, you got your bachelor's, you worked that until you paid the bachelor's off. Then you said, oh, you know, now it's time for me to go back and get my master's. Now your master's is going to work for you. You, you cash flowed that. And I think we can do this, that we can do that. We're, you know, it's, you're, you've proven it. Well, I worked my bachelor's until I hit a point in my career to where I needed a master's, not to get the job, not to get the next job up, but to even be considered for it. Right. So it also depends on your line of work and being, you know, taking the time to really think about your career path, um, to really think about like, is this master's really going to take me where I am trying to go or am I getting it so I can feel better about myself or am I getting it just because other people are doing it? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know what else to do. So in the meantime, I'm going to go to school. School is comfortable. And and Shire, we preach doing everything with the end in mind, right? I'm doing, uh, when you get into real estate, you got to, you say, map it out. What, 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 what is it going to look like? What is my, my goal, you know, for, for real estate? Don't just get one thing and then just not know what to, your next move is. Yeah. Same with college. You can't just go to, we can't, we have to stop going to college just because we can't, we don't know what else to do. Well, you don't know what you're going to go out and what you, what type of job you're going to get. You just know, I'm going to just go to school, you know? Well, Marcus, I think it's more complicated than that. And okay. I mean, it's just, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think that some people will go do a bachelor's and go straight to a master's because they say, I want to get a master's anyway. So why don't I just knock it out now? And I'm seeing a lot of these younger people doing that. Yeah. And I don't know how it's going to work out for them because if you go through your bachelor's degree and then you go straight into a master's degree and you just do internships all the way through. When you graduate, it says, I mean, your resume basically says I will work for free. Yeah. So it's like when you say begin with the end in mind, then I think there are some people that are just going to just go get all the degrees because that's what they want to do anyway. Well, well, what I'm saying is, is the end should be to make money. Like me and my, my kids, we have great conversations as we, you run errands and whatnot. And I told, I tell them you need to go to school for something that's going to earn you money. That's the ultimate goal is for you to be able to take care of yourself and your family. The ultimate goal isn't for you to pursue your passion. The ultimate goal isn't for you to, and we're going to get into this story. Marcus. Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. This is this is a real moment. I just feel Marcus like you're very Mary. passionate about this topic, but this I am moment. someone who did go to school for a, a, a passion and what I have learned 
um, by staying connected to the university that I went to is that only 30% of the students that graduated with my degree are actually working in their field. And so that's something to also be looking at because sometimes you get a degree and you can't find a a job in it, even though you're passionate about it. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Thank you for making that sound. And I just, I'm very lucky (laughs) to be working in my field, but in working in my field, I started to feel a little stuck in my field. And it's Mm -hmm. like, now it's, you know, I'm trying to branch out a little bit. And so that's like my, my new thing that I'm on. Yeah. But I did go to school for my passion. And I think in the end it's going to pay off for me. If I had gone to school to be an engineer, then sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, there are other things I could have gone to school for, but in order to go to school for something for four to five years and to like be studying it, like you do have to have some interest in what and what you're studying because that, I mean, how, how would you maintain the focus or the drive or, or the motivation if you absolutely dislike what it is that you have to have to do to get a degree with no guarantee after? Yeah. And, and I, and that makes sense, man, because you're talking to somebody who really did, was not in love with school. So I understand going to school, you know, it it's hard for people to just go to school for something that, that that's best for them you know that's like I mean, saying, that's like, like saying, saying you, you need to be, you need to eat better it's like yeah i know that but i i, I want to eat stuff i like too so don't, i get don't it. make this I podcast about me <laughs> <laughs> but sorry I, i'm sorry i'm just like okay so i'm gonna go here but and, it goes back to that the the income graph and okay, that it shows let's, let's that black focused. college graduates will make more than a black um person that has a high school diploma so I want to do this. Thank okay. you, Sharon. Let's let's go there. So why yes, while yes, I agree. You and don't say college, trade because it said a high school diploma only. Right. You go to college. The graduate from college is going to come out making more money than someone who's in high school in on average. Like, yes, there are outliers on both sides. Yes. But yes. But that person in high school who's coming out of high school owes zero dollars where that person in college comes out owing could owe fifty a hundred thousand dollars so they're negative when they get out they're earning more but they're negative yeah and so years later who's better off who's and i I know that the college over the lifetime the college graduate is going to be better off but there's your answer then The, but I see but I feel like as the high school graduate, I can do some things. You know what I'm saying? What if what if this happens? What if this thing pops off? And what if I right. start this? And what if I? Right. You know what I mean? Well, the flaw that I find with this article, okay, it's a good article. But the thing that gets me is that you're looking at millennials in their 30s. I just got out of college. If I'm in my 30s or my early 30s mm-hmm. as a millennial. So mm-hmm. how do you expect them to all of a sudden have all this wealth? You haven't given them time. Yeah, I agree. Let's get to the late 30s. Let's get to the 40s. But let's, Shire, let's follow these individuals to see what they're able to actually accomplish. I think that in your 30s, of course, we do have those outliers that are just living their best fire life. But for the typical person, they're not there yet. 
in their 30s. You know, the, the, the reason why I will challenge that, Shire, because if we look at this graphic, let's just compare blacks to blacks. Let's compare uh, our parents at our age in their in that 30 age group to us in that 30 age group. They were still better off. Why is that? Why, why here it says... Um, what does it say, Marcus? What does it say? It says black college... Uh, someone with a black college degree in 19, from 1989-85 and someone of the same age from 2016-2019, they're, they're better off. That's their... Why, why is that? Is that because student loan debt is just higher now so you're coming out more in, you know, in yeah. the negative? Yeah, so show me the small bar because I'm not seeing the full. Okay, okay. The small bar. so what they're looking at right here is wealth, not income. Okay, wealth, net worth. So the median wealth from 1989 to 1995 of a black, 30 year old, a yeah. black household, this is household, not okay. individual, okay. household was 50000 Get me right. And then looking at years 2016 to 2019, the median wealth is $8,000. Okay, that's and, speaking more to a household. So, so it's their I, I household, get, get and and so people are doing things later, you know. So they're getting married in their thirties. Yeah. Um, when back in the day, folks were getting married in their twenties. I mean, we they're got going married to in their school 20s. deeper into their, you know, what I'm saying exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they're not really getting established. They're not even getting their feet together by the time they're in their early thirties. They just kind of getting started. So of course the numbers are going to look come back at forty something and and see how much I've paid and see where I'm at. I'll probably be in a lot better situation. Yeah, but I mean, we've heard this conversation many times that our parents' generation, maybe they had it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd have to ask them and like, you know, mm-hmm. flush it out a little bit more. But, you know, just hearing that, you know, things are harder for us. We've had, what, yeah. two recessions, a pandemic, you know, all of these things happening during, you know, the time when we're getting out of college and we're getting you know, good and, you know, making traction in our career. Yeah. Now folks talking about the great resignation. I mean, how is that going to play into black wealth? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it speaks to a lot of this, 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 uh, entrepreneurship, uh, culture or generation that I'm, that you're seeing when you're seeing black people of this age group, early thirties, but then millennial age group that's saying, Hey man, I'm going to find, I'm going to do some type of entrepreneurship. What do you think about that? Because the growth is more exponential, uh, than the, the going to school, college and, and corporate world route. What, what do you say to that? I mean, you, we all, we, all you really see if you're in that space is the success stories. So it looks like, yo, that's lit. I need to hop into that. But what is your thoughts on that Shire? You know, the entrepreneurship, you know, people, people saying, I'm going to go that route. What's your thoughts on that? Well, of course, that's fine. I mean, you can do that with a degree or without or without a degree. Facts. One of the best things that I think you get from the college experience is relationships, like build relationships, build relationships with your colleagues, because it's when you get out of college that um, they may have, you know, connections with jobs, you know, so it's really the relational piece as well but yeah there's some entrepreneur folks you know and if that's you do do what you you know what what you want to do i think that works for some people what do you what what do we shire me and you and people like me and you what do we tell our kids uh what's the what what is our philosophy on college 
with with our children because I think the millennial group has to think about that too. They need to go. <laughs> okay, I agree, but in what capacity? You know, are they going for specifics? Are they going to get into STEM? Are they going to get into specific trade, or do you? Well, or are I we, think that are, are we encouraging basket weaving degrees? Like, what are we going to tell our kids? As parents, we encourage education. They're going to fall. Number one, they say the apple don't fall too far from the tree. True. That's not always true, but they're watching us. Right. Well, if we speak negatively about college, they're going to hear that, and they're not going to want to go. Well, I ain't going to speak positive about something we I don't unless know, I see the positive. But, well, this is the thing. The workforce <laughs> will be different for yeah, them yeah. as it's different for us than it was for our parents. Yeah, facts. So they need to go because I'm looking at these statistics and blacks with college degrees still fare a little bit better than those without. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you want to believe your child is the outlier, but they might not be. Okay, right. they might not be. Little Pee-wee might not be the outlier. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah, but you have to cultivate that love for learning, for knowledge. Maybe they'll be a young entrepreneur. Maybe my son will retire me at fifteen and be a meme. I don't know. <laughs> So, Shar, what, what's what's the final resolution on this, or what? what, what? Well, I, there is one case study that we wanted to talk, let's, let's a, talk little about it. a little bit because I know you've been itching to talk about this. Yeah, so, come on, what we, you got to say? Come on. This person will remain nameless. Because... Okay. So, synopsis. Yeah. This person is a a woman. Yeah. Um, she went to college. She got out of college making fifty thousand a year, which I I think is a pretty good income. But that's just me. Um. And then wait, let, we got to paint the picture though, Shara. So this person gets out of school with eighteen thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. Yes, that's which, pretty solid. That's like okay, that's manageable. Oh uh, yeah, we we can we can knock that out. We can knock that, that 50, out. Make a fifty thousand dollars a year, eighteen thousand dollars worth of debt. If I knock that debt out, that fifty thousand becomes all more more mine. Well, I mean, with we taxes, this, you're not really seeing all of it, but not yeah, all of it, but you know what I'm saying. Of course, we can, we can flow with this. You're right though. You're right. Okay. But instead. Wait, wait, Marcus, why do you have to say it like that? But instead, like many do, I feel that people get addicted to school. Sorry, what did this person do? Oh. Okay, down. so this this uh, young lady went to graduate school. Um, and now when she gets out of graduate school, she anticipates on having $100,000 of debt for a degree in something along the lines of ministry. And she really wanted to give back to her community. She doesn't know if she'll be able to buy a home, but she really wanted to pursue ministry. And so she doesn't foresee being able to pay the, pay this off until she's in her forties, buying a home until she's in her. And she's single. We got to talk about single. this, y'all. We got to talk about this. Well, how do you feel about it? I mean, you're we're a man. A you meet a young lady. Around. I'm sorry. We're over talking to each other. But, like, how do you. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Sorry, we're going to keep it 100 on this episode, okay? Okay. And we're not going to pull no punches. I don't like it. I don't like it for a couple reasons. One, like how you said, you're a single young lady. She mentioned that she's, she's looking to partner. Right. She doesn't want to stay single. 
So you're bringing a lot of you're bringing a lot of stuff to whatever you link up with, right? I think you like made a okay situation worse by going to school for look, man. Let's just keep it a thousand. If you want to help people, I don't think you have to go into a hundred thousand dollars in debt no. to minister and to help people. Mm-mm. You can help your community and you can minister without going $100,000 in debt. Right. You can go to the food bank, woman shelter, let your life, let your light so shine for free. Yeah. I think like she had a manageable situation that mirrored a lot of the other uh, stories that we didn't get into. Their stories were very similar. You get out, you got a degree, you got some debt, but you in the workforce, you're making good money. Do like we opted to do. Hit the debt and now your money, you have more of your money to keep. And then go from there. If you want to go back to school for something, you know, so like in this scenario, you would have paid off that 18000 You would have been in a position to potentially cash flow your your higher education. And you probably would have went for, obviously, you would have went for something that wasn't ministry and helping the community. I just don't see it. It just don't add up to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it would be like me going to, I don't know. What's the most expensive car you can think of? Mm, let's just say Tesla. I mean, a Tesla. What, what's that car that John Gray got his wife? One of them. Oh, she got him like Lamborghini got, like, or Lambo truck. Okay. Just, just something just outrageously crazy. Yeah. And in my bank, I have zero dollars. Yeah. And I go there and I say, I want this car. Yeah. What are the chances that I would be driving away with the car? Wow. $100,000 car. $100,000 car. Zero. No one would give me the car. They would say I was crazy. Yeah. Sorry, woman. You don't qualify. Come back later. Yeah. So, so why was student loan, <laughs> do we not say... You don't qualify. Yeah. And it's not even just her. It's like, how dare this school? Yeah. Oh, they're going to give it to you. Offer this degree. Yeah. In ministry. That's why I think the whole system needs to be reevaluated because you can't even get a small business loan or something, you know, that's going to really earn you money quickly. Potentially, they wouldn't give you a loan for that, but they'll give you the student loan and say, go on and because that interest, that interest on the student loan is a racket. It, it, it's different. That interest is different than mm-hmm. credit cards and some of these other interests. I mean, this interest, like when you do the numbers, dude, your interest like will outpace your payments in some instances. It's it's just it's just. But you don't think about that. You don't until, think about until that until you get the degree, and then that student loan bill comes in the mail. Man. Then all of a sudden you're depressed and you wanted to help people, but now you're not really in a mental space to help anybody because you're in a crisis. And I'm going to say this. Dave Chappelle said this on an interview he did uh, Netflix. He's like, anyone, if you, <laughs> your Malcolm X's, your, your, your Martin Luther King. Well, it's a debate that Martin Luther King died with money. But a lot of these activists and people who wanted to help, they die. They die. They definitely don't die rich. Many of them don't. And so it's about finding a balance. We all want to help somebody, but you could better help somebody if you have money. A lot of times we're trying to, we're using our words and, and we're using, we're doing the take using these resources to try to help. But really, if you just had, if you could just write a check, if you were Jeff Bezos, 
you can help a lot more than you can by just you know some of these other things that we're doing man sorry just take it from me. i mean i hear what you're saying so (laughs) it's just like we have to be smart yeah we got to be smart but it's very difficult when you're in the moment you're excited you see all these majors and you get to just choose one and you don't know what to choose and you just you just get this rush the first day of school you get a backpack i'm 30 years old excited you know what i'm saying so it's like we really need to start having these real conversations yeah. about the impact of student loan debt. It's not just about the the wealth gap. It's I'm going to have a difficult time finding a spouse who is going to uh, accept the fact yeah. that they have to love all of me and also take on this debt, you know, so it's about just life planning, you know, college is like one season of your life. I, I get it, but we have to think bigger picture as well. Sure. That's great. I I mean, that's, that's, that's it right there in a nutshell. And my, my difficulty is I see these, you know, some young people that just school, 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 school. And it's just like, you can you can you can go to community college for two years yes. first. I mean, yes. there's no shame in that. Go to yep. community college. Shout out to a friend of the pod, Anthony O'Neill. He has a great book, and we had him on the show, and he highlighted that in his book, going to school two years community college. Now, a lot of community college are giving the first year free. The first year, or the first two years. First, I mean, dude, and that transfers to a four year. You know, but we want that look of I go to such and such university. I go to this HBCU. It's like you can get there, but you know, just be smart about it. Maybe do your your go to your in you know city uh, community college for a couple years, and then then go to the Howard or to the HBCU of your dreams. You know what I mean? So it's just about being smart and right. saving money where you can. Right, and I mean, you're going into college, you're usually young but now i mean you can go to college at any age yeah. now but yeah just being thoughtful yeah not everyone's in a position to cash flow their college not right. everyone has parents that have money saved up for them and right. i mean that's it's unfortunate you know but yeah. do the best that that you can with with what you have and the knowledge that you have yes yeah, sir because at the end of the day we're setting we're setting up the next generation for these statistics to start to, to, to get better we in mass have to start making better decisions now or those statistics and those trends are gonna they're only gonna get worse yes and it's and it's also it's not just us it's this it's us within this broken system yes and learning how to navigate it so that we're not victims of it but that we can come out you know victorious yeah. okay so that we can build wealth for our families yep. so that it's a system that you just have to learn to navigate yeah and we yeah. can do it and if you have student loan debt you can you can pay it off oh i've done can. it you yes. can do it yes you can definitely do it so uh Shari, this was a great topic man uh so thank you thank you you all for checking out this episode of the black married and debt free podcast we had a blast Shara, any last remarks No, but thanks for hanging out with us and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.